Hello and welcome to the Greetings from Wherever podcast. This show is about artistic inspiration and the creative process. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thank you to all the patrons who make this show possible. To learn how you can join and support the show, head over to patreon.com slash Music. Let's begin. Hello and thank you for listening to the Greetings from Wherever podcast. Uh, this week... I had a great guest, Anna Larson. She came on to talk about songwriting and to tell us about her latest project called Cocoon, which is this um, awesome album slash EP. We're, we're kind of going back and forth on, on what to call it. Um, but there's this awesome music video that goes with it that she's made uh, from her home. Uh, it's really cool. Everyone, please go listen to it. It's, it's really great. Uh, just look for Anna Larson on, on YouTube and you'll find it. Um, yeah, it's really great. We got into some pretty great stuff. Uh, you know, some stuff that really hit me was her talking about these songwriting groups that she is a part of that uh, help keep her accountable and, and productive as a songwriter. Um, kind of the power of getting prompts from a group like that and uh, send having to send a track in every week, uh, whether, you know, it's no matter what, which is or, or you can't stay in the group. And that's um, that's pretty cool. Uh, it's a pretty cool thing, accountability groups like that, uh, for whatever it is, because sometimes you just need a little little push to keep you on track. Um, so yeah, please, please, yeah, enjoy this episode. Uh, Anna Larson had a lot of really great things to say about uh, creativity and her work and the songwriter world and all that stuff. It was really great and uh, something I really was fascinated to learn more about as a songwriter myself. Um, so yeah, I, other stuff going on with me, I, I've been kind of in the works of, of putting a, a band together, which is really exciting for this kind of solo stuff that I've been putting out. Um, we're going to start rehearsing sometime in April and kind of get, get these songs down. And, and uh, first step is going to be to record. Uh, so that's really exciting. We're going to be recording with Frenchie Smith over at the bubble, which uh, he's just an incredible talent from right here in Austin and uh, we're really excited to to make this happen get this off the ground and then hopefully start playing gigs um, it's just so cool to even be thinking about that stuff after the year we've had so uh, but without further ado um, I really hope you enjoy my conversation with Anna and uh, I'll just kind of get it started here I'd like to welcome to the show Anna Larson thank you so much for joining me today oh man thanks for having me I'm excited to be here it's going to be a lot of fun. We we yeah. kind of briefly met a few years back at the Dripping mm-hmm. Springs Songwriters Festival. Right. I was out there just checking out the scene, and mm-hmm. I, I love that. I've been a few times uh, just yeah. as a fan. Yes. And uh, it's just a great scene out there. It is. that, And I think that was when we met, that was the first year that I had been a performer. And like you, I had gone, you know, as a fan a lot of times and just to you know, support folks that I knew and, you know, would always run into basically tons of people that I knew or I'd eventually know them by the end of the <laughs> festival, you know. But yeah, yeah it's I, a great, great, great community. It's awesome yeah. out there. I mean, definitely mm-hmm. there's just such a great creative vibe out there. And like, mm-hmm. you know, for those of you that haven't been, it's uh, sort of this, you know, Dripping Springs is a pretty small town outside mm-hmm. of Austin that uh, yeah. they have kind of a little little main street, you know, kind of, you know, yeah. they've got like a couple bars. There's like a mm-hmm. barbershop that they do music mm-hmm. in the backyard mm-hmm. at, coffee mm-hmm. shop. Mm-hmm wine bar kind of thing it's it's cool it's and it's it's a very walkable um basically you just walk around the whole concentrated downtown area and hear multiple stages of of music with three or four people swapping songs at each stage and walkable uh family friendly to a point to a certain time of day for sure and um it's great lots of people yeah, Lots you might get, you might get a few like somewhat crass stories from the songwriters, <laughs> <laughs> but but yes. uh, other than that, it's totally family friendly for yeah. sure. But you well, could just plug their yeah. ears real quick or I something. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I ha- I have kids myself, and yeah. they're schlepped around to you know oh, that's events awesome. of of various kinds. So maybe my line <laughs> is different than other people's, but yeah, for sure. 
That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's a great event. I it's something I'll probably yeah. try to go to. Yes. Uh, hopefully, as a performer, I'm crossing. Uh-huh. I'm going to be applying yeah. this year, so I'm hoping I'll, that I'll cross my fingers yeah. and toes for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, thank you so much for joining me. Um, yeah. I guess I wanted to ask you. Um, and, and for, for the people listening, what what have you been doing in the last year to stay creative with, with all the changes? Well, you know, it's been a lot of downtime, a lot of quiet time, a lot of time at home. And honestly, it felt really good to sort of, I mean, in some respects, it, it felt good to get off the hamster wheel, Mm -hmm. you know, and have some time to just, um, write. So that's what I've been doing. I've been, uh, writing music. And, you know, it took a while, I think. I was a little shell-shocked the first couple months of of the pandemic, of the shutdown. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think everybody was. But um, I've been writing new music. I've been teaching. I mean, I'm a piano teacher. And so that there, I mean, we pivoted immediately. I got, I'm really tired of the word pivot, by the I way. Know. <laughs> No, but, but I did it. Really, I no did better it. word, really. Uh, I pivoted, yeah. pivoted all my students um, yeah. elegantly to uh, Zoom, and so we've. I've been teaching online since since last March, since March 2020. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that. Um, we'll talk more about it later. But I ended up making a whole new album and a short film to go with it and yeah <laughs> that's kind of uh that was a that was a good chunk of time you know yeah i'm sure that but was a massive that, undertaking I, you know I, and and just little things like going through having the time to like go through my hard drive and uh, call through things that i had written and go oh man i forgot that i've written this or yeah. you know all that kind of stuff that i just you know, you write something and you put it away and you think, oh, I'll, I'll get back to this or I'll get back to this idea later. And so this has been a really good time of just sort of um, maybe kind of assessing what what was there, you know, stuff that I'd forgotten about and organizing it and trying to think what I'm going to do with some of that stuff. Or That's you know, that's awesome. I, that I guess, you know, I'm wondering because you said like to kind of get mm-hmm. out of the hamster wheel and I definitely agree. And mm-hmm. I feel like conceptually I know what you mean, but mm-hmm. I guess for you, what mm-hmm. what does that mean exactly? Well, uh, probably trying to probably having too many irons in the fire um, because I've always taken as a, you know, musician, creative person, um, have an all of the above approach. So if someone says, hey, can you, um, you know, whatever it is, can you play keyboards on on this track? Uh, I need a keyboard player for this thing. Or um, do you want to take this gig? Or do you, um, I need piano lessons, another, you know what I mean? Just all of those things. I had a side, I guess, you know, that will come back at some point, but I also had a I help out um, one of the booking agencies in town. So booking shows was one of the things that I was doing. And it was a lot. And to hit pause and reassess was a very good thing for me that I knew that I needed to do even before the pandemic. And so just to kind of be forced to be still for a while and think about where do you really want to put your energy you know yeah i think it's interesting as a as a creative person um Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of things that you could do that don't involve actually creating anything that you know (laughs) there's a lot of things yeah that that you kind of have to do really you you know especially when when things are (laughs) when things are are normal um but you know yeah i mean because we're all we're all small business owners yes exactly so it's it's there's a lot of ways you could get kind of pulled out of that um creative Mm -hmm. space uh and that's you know it's great to to have more time for yourself to do that and Mm -hmm. and all that um yeah i was i was commenting before we started recording Uh that like right right away when you came on the screen Uh you were like ready to go you had like (laughs) The microphone on and sounded good and like you know everything i'm like i could tell i could tell anna does this so (laughs) well you know um you got to be ready for anything man you got totally (laughs) Uh, but i'm definitely one of those people for good or ill who um when a door is opened or even if there's not a door maybe i sometimes even uh try to create the door but i'm always ready to say yes and i still think that's an excellent way to operate because 
it opens things and the more open you are to people and avenues and opportunities and just, you know, life in general, that helps you in uh, create things and it helps, you know, the uh, broaden you as a person, broaden your horizons, but it is also a good thing to be able to say no or to be able to just be intentional about where you want to put your energy that's huge quality quality over quantity and i think that's kind of where where i was at where i was asking myself that question you know how can i have you know high quality but maybe not so much quantity of things to do that my brain feels like it's going to explode <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah definitely so, yeah so i'm i'm a little i uh my brain does not feel as as overwhelmed uh, that's good that's 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 probably a great place to be at least you know at least you know enjoying it for a while like while we kind of still have it's, this moment it's sort of like a, a silver lining thing you know yeah, absolutely. i it's um i'm fortunate to uh have you know had teaching for example and things like that to kind of keep things going so that's you know been something that's really helpful in terms of just feeling secure and things like that so absolutely um, yeah that that's huge too you, you um, can only really hit pause and 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 contemplate things when you feel secure you know about things in general so i've been very fortunate in that sense yeah absolutely um, yeah. i i i totally get what you're saying um yeah. so kind of back to like uh mm -hmm. you know the really the creating side of things um yeah. what what makes you do all this like what makes you work so hard to like put together songs i mean even songwriting is a whole process but then on top of that there's you know everything what 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 makes you want to do this when you get up in the morning or whenever you typically write or I, create? you know in some ways that is a that is an excellent question and it's sort of a mystery to me i've asked myself that question Anna, what are you <laughs> what what are you doing this for i am i just don't think i could do it any other way I've always just been maybe I don't know if driven is the right word because that makes me sound like you know like a, a Wall Street stockbroker or something like that. But <laughs> I, um, I I am a, a pretty driven person and I've got a, a busy mind and busy hands and I've always got something percolating in my brain and I think I've kind of always been like that. Um, even when I was a little kid, I was writing and writing stories and I would I remember I would enlist my best friend we had like a tape player and I would write um radio plays right and okay. so we would like do different voices and somehow I would say hey we're gonna do this and she went along with it so wow. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's cool but, but I've always done things like that that's just part of part of who I am and I've had you know, just like any any uh, person who's you know creative, you have high points and and low points because it's a journey. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I've been in somewhat of a <laughs> high point for a while, but um, I I it's I'm that's just part of who I am. It's just it's hardwired in there for whatever reason. It's it's just there. And That's I'm so not, I've spent, yeah. I've been on this planet long enough that I'm, I know I'm not going to get rid of it. So I might as well embrace <laughs> it and yeah. figure out, figure out what to do with it. Um, I think the times in my life where I've been really just felt not right in my skin were the times when I was paying least attention to that thing that needs to make stuff, whatever but the stuff is. You know, I can definitely fun. relate to that for sure. Um, yeah, for you sure. know, as a songwriter myself, and actually, mm -hmm. I've heard that that type of response not in not in those exact words or anything, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you know, just just people, you know, and that would be my answer too. Is really, mm -hmm. it's just like it's who I am. It's what I do. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of, and and it's and, not and the I've gone through. To say no, out loud. It yeah. is. It's not easy to to pinpoint it, and and to be honest, like in with songwriting in specific. It took me a long time to get to songwriting. Yeah. Um, I'm not one of those people that was, you know, 12 years old writing music in my bedroom or whatever. Um, I have have played piano my entire life, you know, but I did not put um, words and I've always written stuff like I was just saying a second ago, but it took me a really long time to put those two things together. I don't know why, <laughs> but I didn't really, I, I didn't write 
I didn't start writing songs, you know, like in a singer songwriter sort of thing until I was in my mid thirties. Wow. Yeah. And, um, I had written music before I wrote some incidental music before that I was working. I worked in theater for many years cause I had a bunch of friends that sort of like <laughs> drew me in. They, yeah. they brought me into the fold with theater and I had written some instrumental incidental music for uh, the plays that we were writing. And that's when the light bulb came on and I was like, Oh, Oh, maybe I should do more of this. Yeah. Did it just like, did it just feel good to do it? Or was it just something you felt you were like naturally good at? Like, you know, I don't know if you feel like this, but I, I've experienced many times in my life, that sense of being in the right place. And, and when you're in the right place, when you're on the right path for that moment, anyways, it feels like things more things come together, more things open up. You're not met with, I mean, there's not to say that there's no obstacles because, you know, we know as musicians, there's all kinds of obstacles, right? But, but um, maybe creatively or finding partnerships or things like that, all of that seems to sort of like hum together in the right way when you're at the right spot. And so I think that is how I felt when I was writing the music for, um, for a play called The Brothers Merlin that mm. we did. Uh, my th- uh, theater company was called Loaded Gun Theory. And mm. we were doing that, I think it was 2013? 2013, yeah. And um, during that process, when I was writing that stuff, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, there was just, I had that sense of like, mm, whatever path this is, let's, Okay, yeah. universe, bring me some more of this. If That's you bring awesome. me some more of this, I'm gonna stay on. I'm gonna try to stay on that track, and uh, you know, <laughs> I, a lot of things opened up from that from that point that's, on. That's that's really cool. Yeah, it sounds like um, you know. And one thing that you've said about uh, songwriting is that mm-hmm. um, writing a new song is like making a new best friend, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. Uh, it's it's interesting because it's like for me i i hear that sentence and i think that was in one of your bios that you sent yeah. or something like that mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. you know i hear that sentence and i it's almost like uh, <laughs> this song is like like separate from you or you know like which is interesting because like i you know i'm like it feels like a reflection of, of me when mm-hmm. i think about my songs i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i guess my friends do too i don't know it's an interesting thing but i guess elaborate on, on what you meant by that well i you know when you're when you're writing a song it's like you don't know what that song is going to be like until it comes out right you've never met that song before that's true you've never met that piece of music and to me that's part of it you know you make something new and it's new and it's shiny like a like a new friend that you make and you're like oh i just want to spend all my time with you now yeah. you know um maybe it's more like having a crush on somebody i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but um i also think of writing songs in terms of story i mean storytelling right that's part of writing songs but um characters so even if i write a song and it's the seed of it is something that I am feeling personally, or it's, you know, something that's happened to me or, you know, something along those lines. I tend to write it. I don't think of it as a first person thing. I, I almost always, even if I have a pronoun of like I in a song, mm-hmm. I'm almost always in my mind thinking about a character, like a, you know, someone that's not me or maybe a maybe a you know like a fictional version of me or something that's like cool. that does does that make it easier to like talk about these things if it's kind of about someone else or i i think it just stems from um writing like my history in writing where i tend to um, like when I was writing plays, right? Those were character-driven um, things, writing short stories or even writing poetry. I have a very maybe like cinematic sort of idea of things because it's a it's a storyline. It's a certain place. It's a mm. particular setting. Not every song that I write is like that, but that's that that is part of how I'm thinking of you know setting and. Um, characters in a song is that it's not always me 
That's really cool. Even, uh, even if it is, even if it is me, it's not all, I'm not, it's not always me. <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of me. <laughs> I mean, that, that gets you out of those, um, those uh, discussions. If someone's like, is, did you write that line about me? Have you ever had right? that happen to you? <laughs> uh, I had someone, like, I wrote, no. I, I wrote like a, I wrote a breakup song and yeah. you know, just to be totally honest, I've been married for like a million years. Okay. And I had someone ask me in a interview in public and they were like, well, uh, so, um, basically, cause it was a breakup song. They were basically asking me like, how, how are you doing with your relationships these days? You know, they thought it was, <laughs> uh, and I was, I thought, I don't really, this is a really uncomfortable question to have to answer. Um, yeah, totally. So I guess that's true. You know, when you, when you write stuff, a lot of times people will think that it's, it's all about, you know, you personally. Um, so I guess that's, got to have a good story for every song. So. Oh yeah. You got to have one ready to go. Come you got to have now. one ready to go. Um, yeah. But I, I do, I do tend to think about characters um, instead of just myself. That's cool. You know? I mean, that's a really interesting approach. Um, I, I wanted to know to you, uh, how do you get the inspiration for these songs? Is there like a method that you use is like, I know I go for hikes and that helps me a lot. Mm. Uh, is there anything that you do like that? Well, I have to say now, whether it's like direct inspiration or if it's just um, holding my feet to the fire, so I'll sit down and, and have a, a routine for creating every week. But I think songwriting groups are wonderful and I like prompts. And I know that a lot of us in Austin in the musician community, you know, are part of or have taken part in, in songwriting groups that have various parameters and things like that. Um, I, I like having, maybe it's because I just tend to be, I think like an organized person, but that sort of accountability to other folks, I don't, I don't feel like I have to wait for inspiration just to sort of fall out of the sky. Yeah. Um, I, if I know that I'm writing a song every week, it really helps me to say, okay, I'm writing a, I'm going to write a song this week. And you, I get, I get in the habit of being able to sit down at whatever instrument I'm happen to sit with at that moment and just get into the right headspace to be open to ideas. That's awesome. Yeah. And, so, so for our listeners that might not know, mm -hmm. uh, what, how does a songwriting group work? I mean, well, is it, most of yeah. the ones that I've been, I've been in a part, a couple of, of songwriting groups um, with, I guess, mostly Austin musicians, but, you know, folks that are also from different parts of the country. Um, usually it's like there's a deadline, whether it's every week or, um, you know, sometimes every other week by a certain day, certain time. And um, you have to share the song with the other people in the group, you know, record it however you're able to record a song. And if you don't turn it in by that certain time you're out right yeah and and uh the some groups are more forgiving than others with the you're out kind of stuff but um to have a prompt so it could be a phrase it could be a single word um i've done groups before where we went through um song form like let's write a song with uh, a pre-chorus that has to have a pre-chorus let's write a song that's, you know, you know what I mean? Just various um, song forms to go through, incorporating um, a phrase or the word in some way in the song. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, is there, I, is there a like feedback that. element? I mean, I guess mm -hmm. when you're submitting these songs, does everyone go through and listen to it and say that's something the idea. about it? Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the idea is that you, you comment on each other's songs. Um, and it's a great way to, you know, meet other musicians to sort of form creative partnerships. Um, I know that people that I've met through um, groups I've gone on to play shows with or, you know, co-write with you know, things, things of that nature. Um, so it's a really just like it's all, all around good experience to to get you accountable with other people and also in community with other people um which feels great so you're not just in your hiding in your house writing songs you know yeah it's, that's huge i mean yeah. just to have somewhere for these songs to go right um whether it's they're not uh, all keepers they're not all keepers right so but yeah. it's good to share the ones that that aren't you know yeah i mean that, 
it might Nothing's be too precious, yeah. but it's funny. Sometimes like the ones that you don't think are keepers are the ones that people like a lot. And it's really interesting how that works. Have mm-hmm. you had that experience? I have, or I've had things where I thought, uh, oh, this is, you know, not bad. I don't think yeah. that I've had a song where I've thought like, Oh, this is terrible. I'm sharing <laughs> it anyway. And then yeah. someone said, you know, go. but there have been songs that I probably wouldn't have thought twice about i would have been happy to write it and go oh, okay that's you know it's nice for right now but i'll just put it over here and probably wouldn't have come back to it if someone hadn't said hey there's i there's something here this is really special or you know whatever it is about about the song that grabs someone's attention it's yeah. so interesting how that works sometimes mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah that sounds great about the the songwriting group that's something i've definitely uh thought about doing myself and i, I haven't yet um you, you should know, <laughs> thank you i think i think it's funny that the last guest i had on was a comedian uh-huh. and i said something like you know well i've always wanted to try stand-up comedy you know uh-huh. and she's like well now you have to do it oh. <laughs> and so i feel like i'm getting in the same like every episode now i'm getting into some kind of commitment that i have to go do but it's, <laughs> it's all gonna it. help me be a, a better more well-rounded person so i'm, yes. I'm in <laughs> the more but, the more connections the better the more yeah I, I was gonna ask you because um i've been sort of in the rock band universe for uh, mm-hmm. quite a while so i kind of mm-hmm. you know i know really you know a decent amount about what that's like like mm-hmm. planning tours and mm-hmm. kind of networking with other bands and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff but mm-hmm. like i know you've been in the singer songwriter kind of circle and universe and that's kind of where yeah. i'm headed mm-hmm. um and i guess i'm wondering do you have any advice for me on like how to kind of break into that world i you know i am i am very much figuring it i'm a singer songwriter who likes to play with a full band so i okay, know that cool. that's kind of um I think it's because my primary instrument is not a not guitar. My primary instrument, I know maybe that doesn't make any sense, but I my primary instrument is keyboards, and that sometimes doesn't fit with the idea of the singer songwriter troubadour, you know, with the guitar. Um, so I I tend to almost always play with a full band, and the couple of you know as a solo so i've played in other bands i have another project that i'm part of called the wheelwrights and we are a band right we co-write everything and um you know it's 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 a band in every sense it's like a one for all all for one kind of thing so as a solo artist i still like to play with other people so when i've gone on some short tours the few uh short tours that i've gone on I bring my band because <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I don't know. I think that doing some like songs, like the song swap sort of format is a, is a really interesting way to present the music because you get to bounce off another person and talk, you know, sh- stories and, and things like that. Um, I think that some, maybe some of like the songwriting competitions like where you can submit your Ooh. like um new folk Kerrville and, and you know that that sort of thing um are are good things to do i'm not saying that i've done all of those things <laughs> but yeah. i know many other uh successful songwriters who are doing those sorts of things that's um, awesome you know well, that's cool thank you so much for that uh <laughs> that's my my <laughs> my terrible advice my my advice is to be a solo artist but take your band with you no <laughs> i've well, learned yeah. a lot about um being a solo artist who's really solo during the last uh year yeah um, that's and gotta it's be changed, an interesting thing it's changed the way i've i've um I, you know, I guess at home playing a lot of my songs that previously I was always playing with my band and uh, live streaming, right? I, I haven't, uh, some folks have been really fortunate and they're able to, you know, sort of have their band together and live streaming as a group, but I've been just me, just me, you know, live streaming. And it's changed the way uh, I've played some of the songs and it's given me a reason to rework some things and um you know maybe songs that i played on guitar before i'll try on piano and so maybe i'm more versatile than i was i don't know a year ago 
the live streaming thing is interesting yeah because i i can definitely relate uh you know coming from you know the the rock band thing mm-hmm. uh to mm-hmm. uh now i you know i do live streams every wednesday and mm-hmm. it's uh it is it's an interesting thing and it makes you think yeah. about like okay i want to talk about this song and mm-hmm. like it's not something that you'd necessarily do if you were in a venue at a no. club you know you right. wouldn't be like oh this is what this song's about because people I- would probably think like okay they'd leave they'd be (laughs) like let me go get a drink let me go outside (laughs) yeah um and i think that's a that's a difference in um people who are really in in the folk world um maybe even like thinking about the house concert circuit um there are formats where the audience really is hungry for those stories and probably in like in a big venue, if you bring in a full band, that's they're the audience there is, I would say just, I'm just, you know, guessing that they're not going to be, that's not what they're after. Yeah. There might be a few people that would appreciate that, but a lot of them are there to party or, or right. you know, just... and listening. <laughs> uh, that's why I in performing. Um, I, I want to only play in listening, listening rooms. Cool. Sometimes that's a phrase that seems a little pretentious to me to say a listening room, but but you know what I mean. I do, um, I do, yeah. And and for listeners that might not, uh, it's it's kind of a place where it's uh, it's required to just be very listen. quiet in the audience, yeah. right? You know, it's like some of those places will straight up kick you out. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're I don't know talking. if anybody remembers uh, and went to uh, Strange Brew. That was a great place. Uh, yeah, Strange Brew was a listening room in every sense of of the word. And uh, those kinds of places are where I think that my music fits best, right? Um, I don't think that you're going to necessarily want to listen to some introspective music when you're ready to go out and party. And you know what I mean? That's not to say that you can't have a good time while listening to beautiful things. Cause I, cause I'm convinced that people want and need more beauty in their lives. Yeah. Um, that, and that beauty can make you feel good. Beauty doesn't have to be like, Oh, let's sit really sadly in the dark and, you know, turn out the lights and just, you know, not, not look at each other. Beauty, but you have to, but it's all about details and you have to be an active listener and you have to be present in that moment. And that's what I think happens in a listening room or at a house concert or in some format like that, where you can really just take, be still and, and be present for, for the, for what's being created at that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Another quote that's on, on your bio, um, mm-hmm. and I was actually going to ask you about it. It seems like the right time to do it um, is uh, you say beauty is what I'm chasing. And then mm-hmm. uh, on a longer version, you say beauty mm-hmm. can groove, beauty can tell a story. Um, so I guess, you know, what I thought when I heard that is mm-hmm. beauty almost sounds like a destination mm-hmm. in that quote, like some something to st- to strive, to strive for, for. Mm-hmm. um which is really an interesting idea uh because mm-hmm. like for me it's uh you know it's like i think like a lot of times when i think of that word i think something mm-hmm. is beautiful or it's not mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know there's a spectrum mm-hmm. there but it seems like mm-hmm. this is sort of like you're striving to to get to that place mm-hmm. yeah um so i guess what what is that place exactly you know what what is that how how would you define well, that well i think the way that I, that I am conceiving of beauty as a thing or as a goal or as a component of art comes from the years that I spent um, playing classical piano because perfection in classical piano, I'm not, I may be a perfectionist at times, but I'm not a fan of that as a pursuit, right? Mm. But that is a component of that type of art you know it's so when you're playing a piece like that it's it almost feels like when you get it just right it takes so long to get up that hill and when you get to that point it's like hallowed ground it's just it's like sacred how pristine your playing has to be when you're interpreting some you know ginormous work of and i don't think that art has to be like that you know 
but I think that that pursuit of making things, it's the same process. It's the same. We're after the same thing. You're trying to get to that, um, I don't know, transcendent moment, which can happen in any kind of art form, right? It could happen in painter or a songwriter or, you know, just um, really loud, raw, energetic music has that moment too right that's yeah. why that's why we like really loud music because it's cathartic in the same way that finding that perfect moment in a in a performance or a song it's that thing that we can't we don't have the right word for but for me like beauty is the word i think that i'm using for that moment yeah, I think that that's awesome. I really, you know I really I mean? like that perspective. And also, I think yeah. you know, being that this show has really featured a lot of different types of mediums. Mm -hmm. So, like you talking about painters and mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I mean, you know, I think of like, you know, it, I had a guy that's written a novel on the show, mm -hmm. and you know, yeah. thinking about that, you know, finishing this book, and mm -hmm. you know, I, I had the chance to read the whole thing, and it, mm -hmm. it was beautiful, you know, and like it's just uh, it's yeah. interesting because it can definitely look a lot of different ways mm -hmm. with you know kind of the concept that you're going for, and I mm -hmm. think that's really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, beauty beauty doesn't have to mean like you know um, some idea of pristine classical beauty, you know, that you might think of. I don't know, like you know, a famous piece of art or like the Mona Lisa or you know, in that classical sense it's just it's that it's that moment where everything comes together and for me as a as a performer that might be a different point than a listener you know everyone has their different um uh, uh how you perceive what's what you hear or what you see you know that's going to be different for for someone who's listening than it is for me at, when i'm playing or yeah. when I'm writing or, you know, recording or, or whatever it is. Um, everybody brings, has their own moment of that, you know? Absolutely. That's, that's a really, that's a really cool concept. I, I yeah. definitely appreciate you uh, diving into that. Um, so before we kind of get into the mm -hmm. deep dive section of this mm -hmm, show, mm -hmm. where we will talk about uh, your, your project cocoon, which is mm -hmm. awesome, really cool stuff. I can't wait to Thanks. ask you tons of questions about it, but uh <laughs> It's going to be great. I'm ready. Yeah. I have so many ready to go uh, that we probably won't even get to. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I, one thing I've asked every guest, because mm -hmm. I think it is interesting how, um, you know, and kind of one of the points of the show, as it turns out, this is sort mm -hmm. of developed uh, more more so than me like planning on this being mm -hmm. a point of the show, but mm -hmm. uh, is finding these sort of through lines between different mm -hmm. mediums of art. And I think it's it kind of happens naturally on every episode for some somehow cool. some some question it kind of gets there. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I guess what I want to know is if you could be successful at some other form of art outside of songwriting, whatever that definition means to you uh, of success. <gasps> Um, what what would that be? What other like what other medium? What would other I... medium? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I. Ooh, there's so many. So I'm thinking of the things that I've tried my hand at, which uh, was writing, uh, a little bit of acting, um, and they're the things that I really don't think that I have an affinity or an aptitude for at all, which is creating visual art, like painting or drawing or that sort of thing. Um, I really wish that I had that aptitude in my toolbox. So if I was going to choose a thing that I think is most unrealistic for me to be successful at, it would be like being a painter, just having some like mm. fantastic studio somewhere where I could just get my hands dirty every day, you know, making, I don't know, like giant canvases, that sort of thing. I think that's the most fairy tale outlandish, cool. <laughs> you know, thing. Um, but if I was going to be more pragmatic, which I tend to be kind of a pragmatic person sometimes, um, being a writer, uh, being a fiction writer or a poet. Cool. That's awesome. Would be, um, I think when I was younger, I never really contemplate like I was never one of those people that was like, hmm, accountant or musician. Ah, oh, I've got these I've got this one really like practical skill for. No, it was all I was either like, am I going to be a 
a writer, like a poet, or a musician? <laughs> well, know? it's interesting to hear you say that. <laughs> I you're... wasn't going to go to business school. Is what I was. <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. It's interesting to hear you say that you're. Uh, you describe yourself as a pragmatic person. Yeah. Yet those are your career options. <laughs> I think <laughs> that really, you can that's be. That's really an I, interesting because I'm I, the same way and I think of myself the same way too. It's just kind of an interesting thought, but yes. Yeah. To Go me ahead. and being an artist or, or creative or whatever we're supposed to call ourselves, you know, these days, um, it feels more like uh, uh, you feel more like a bricklayer, like a carpenter, like a, uh, like it feels more like a, a vocation or a trade to me and i guess that sounds really old school my dad my dad had one of those jobs that was like a he he thought of himself as like a tradesman you know which is a really yeah. i don't know if that's an outdated term or whatever but you know what i mean <laughs> to yeah. me um making whatever it is whether it's your whether it's a play or a song or that any of that sometimes it's more like building a brick wall or you know putting on siding or or a roof <laughs> or something than yeah. waiting for some, oh, you know, a yeah. beam from above. I'm not, I, I don't really ascribe to that. <laughs> I used to think that's how it went. And then I started to learn more and, and dove into it. And I read some books and I, you know, got into it. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't have to be this like thing you wait for. You know, you can, you yeah. can go do yeah. it. If I was, if I had to wait, I'd still be waiting. I don't. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's... if I have to wait on it, it's never going to get here. So I've got to go out and find it. Nothing, <laughs> nothing's going to just magically appear. In, in like, my opinion, I feel like there are those sparks that still happen, even though I do think about it as a bricklayer, where I'm That's like. True. You know, because I, I do think similarly to you uh, most of the magic, time about magic it. bricks, magic okay. bricks. Yeah, that's there what are they those are. magic bricks <laughs> that fall from the sky and you catch them. Yeah. Uh, no, but um, it's funny because when that happens, I'm usually nowhere near my guitar and like mm. I look out somewhere or like it's the middle of the night. It's horribly inconvenient mm. for me to like sit down. So I like I have to take a note or something because yeah. otherwise it's gone. It's yeah. just entirely gone or you gotta, you do gotta a little write voice it. memo or something. Voice memos, um, tiny little scraps of post-it notes. That's what litters my life. And I'm like, what does this mean? What is that? Why did I, yeah. <laughs> Why did yeah. I write this at three Why in the morning write? or yeah. whatever? <laughs> this doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's, that's funny. Um, but uh, yeah, so I want to, I really want to talk about Cocoon. This is a yeah. great project. It's, uh, I, I'll kind of let you describe, give us like the elevator pitch on what it is and stuff. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's so, it's, you know, your latest EP album, I guess, whatever you'd like to call it, but it's uh, about 25 minutes long and you've done this beautiful music video to go along with the music. Yeah. And uh, yeah, please, please let, let my audience know um, what so, it's all about. So Cocoon is, um, today I'm calling it an album. Tomorrow I might call it an EP. Who knows? It's somewhere, it's in a gray area, I suppose. But it is a collection of seven new songs, which all of which were either completely written or completed during the pandemic um it's a it's a time capsule for me of what i have experienced um it's uh, my sort of like perspective of the world from the inside out and it's music but it's accompanied with uh found sound public domain recording recordings both in audio but also the accompanying film that i made so it was all created at home by me with a single microphone uh my piano that's right behind me at the moment and my guitar that's up on the wall um and it's just it's it's a a signal from me out to the rest of the world we're still connected that's great that's important and, um, um i uh you know i was thinking about the title of it uh mm -hmm. and you know cocoon can really either be like a, a noun or a verb uh so i guess you know yeah. what, the way i the way i think about it i guess mm -hmm. um and kind of taking it i watched the whole thing last night it's amazing oh, uh, but Thanks. um i guess the way i'm interpreting it is like mm -hmm. your home is sort of the cocoon mm -hmm. is that Absolutely. am i onto something there or that's 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 it that's it exactly okay cool um, that's awesome my my corner of the universe so yeah my corner of the universe has been my safe place i realize that's not true for everybody 
uh, who might be listening or who's, you know, out there in the world. But for me during this past year, I'm fortunate enough that my home has been my safe spot. And um, so this, this collection of sounds, and I say sounds, cause it's not all musical. There's a lot of um, sounds that come from my home that I recorded myself. Uh, I did a lot of crazy things like with walking around with the uh, aforementioned voice recorder and capturing a lot of sounds uh, outside, inside, in my near vicinity. And it's just what it's, it's what I've been surrounded with. Mm. Um, so things in my immediate vicinity, like my family and my garden and my street. Um, and then also to me, the larger world, all of the huge upheaval um, that we've been experiencing in the last year, all of that kind of filtered through this lens of I'm in my corner of the universe, but mm. the, the larger world is filtering in, you know, um, I might not be out in the middle of it, but all of that, those parts um, are filtering in through, you know, my bubble of <laughs> my home. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so some of these songs, so it's sort of like the stuff is filtered in and then I'm kind of reflecting it back out. By That's sharing, so interesting. You know, I, I was going to, I was going to comment that it felt like almost like um, the video clips and stuff to me when I was watching, it felt like almost like a daydream or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like you were thinking about yeah. the universe from your perspective. So I think maybe I wasn't that far off. That's no, cool. <laughs> that's I, you've got it, man. I feel that's like cool. I should give you like a door prize or something. Yes. <laughs> Where's my door prize. Hold <laughs> Wait, Amazon's here. No, right. <laughs> Just um, that's, that's really how I conceived of it. And, and I, I remember the moment when all of those pieces kind of came together. I had a couple songs. So I had a whole different album that I had planned to make in 2020. And um, when the pandemic started, I had about, maybe I was gonna make an EP, I'm not sure, but I had about three, I had three songs that were completely finished, ready to go. And I was about to go in, back into the studio and do three or four more. And then the pandemic hit and so suddenly that was off the studio dates et cetera et cetera and i ended up making an album anyways which was cocoon but it's a completely different set of songs whole wow. different concept um and i'm really glad that i did that but the the songs that i was going to use as an album just didn't feel right for the moment anymore um but i had a, a few songs that i had been writing in the summertime and i remember when when the whole thing sort of like woo coalesced i was at the piano and i was i was writing um just like barely kind of messing around with idea for one of the songs it's the last song that's on the album and so i had my like we were talking we've been talking about the voice recorder right it's going to figure yeah. in this story too um if i'm just working on an idea and i don't really know what i'm doing i plunk my phone down on the top of the piano which is probably like the worst sound quality anyone could ever hope to it's hear, something. but whatever. It's, <laughs> so my phone was plunked down on the top of the piano and my um, room where I do all my writing, where all my instruments are, is on the back of my house, adjacent to my uh, very small backyard. I have three kids. They're not little kids. They're like medium to large size kids <laughs> and they're loud and they were running around in the backyard. I don't know, you know, doing whatever, yelling and screaming and <laughs> laughing and just being rowdy, which is wonderful. And they were doing all that while I was writing. And so when I listened back, but I sort of like tuned that out because that's just how I have to <laughs> exist. Is right, right, that out. makes sense. Um, but when I listened back to the little bit of song idea I was working on, them in the backyard, their voices and their laughter filtered through the windows <laughs> and, and my phone picked it up along with the song that I was working on. Cool. And I thought, this is it. This is what this moment feels like to me. This is what this moment sounds like to me. It's layers. I'm making a, I'm writing a song and I'm singing and then the, the birds outside are getting picked up on this thing. And, and my kids, um, having a water fight in a inflatable pool that's too small for them <laughs> is getting picked up in this. And what if this was the album and then, oh, well, it's more than just sound that I'm thinking in terms of every day. There's 
uh, you know, like nature and the trees and the traffic and the or lack thereof. You know what I mean? Um, and so I just sort of took that idea and ran with it. It's it's so went interesting. Down, and yeah. went down the rabbit hole. I went way down the rabbit hole for well, this. It's, it's so interesting because, you know, when, when you think about like studio equipment and everything, mm. like there's a just a bajillion dollar industry of people trying to make sure that that doesn't mm. happen. Like you don't hear these mm. like natural sounds while you're right, in the studio, right. you know, and it's uh, it's interesting to hear you say like almost the opposite mentality right. of like, let's lean into this. Let's, let's put it all in. This so is part of it. Yeah. That's one cool. of one of the so I did have a couple of um, remote collaborators for for this project. Um, there's there's drums on a few of the songs and my drummer, Mikey Best, um, you know, through the magic of technology, uh, flew in his 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 drum tracks. Um, so I'm really thankful for his collaboration on that because I, there's a couple of songs I was like, I've got to have drums. I've got to have drums. Yeah. But, um, uh, in terms of like leaving a lot of those sounds in or just leaving it sounding a little unvarnished in some places, you know, Britton Bisonhurt, who is, he runs um, Ramble Creek Recording and um, he works with uh, Will Johnston and um, uh, Bonnie Whitmore and... Uh, uh, several other folks, and um, he's he recorded um, Little Mazarn, uh, Lindsey Barrels. Wow, cool albums. And I, I've he he's a friend of mine. I've known him for a long time, and have recorded with him before. And so I sent all this stuff to him, and I was like, okay, so this is my idea for all this stuff. Can you make it sound like home recording plus? <laughs> Can ah you, yes. Um, and, but he ended up adding some a little bit of production elements in places. He knew he he really read my mind in terms of what I um, wanted it to sound like. So I did some mixing at home, and then he really you know took it like the last the last mile for for mixing, and it it's i think really leaned into like you were saying a lot of those elements that we try to remove sometimes from studio recordings and wasn't afraid for me to say hey yeah there's some uh nasa uh space rocket sounds in there so you know <laughs> i have all yeah. kinds of stuff in there like all kinds of public domain cheering and i don't know there's like horse hooves there's some wagon sounds in there and I just, it was, I really appreciate the fact that I could send all this weird stuff to someone and they were like, okay, cool. Got it. No problem. Understand well, where it goes. You know, there, there's something to be said for just working with the right people. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's the, the wrong person would have been like, no, I'm not. What doing is this? That. I don't Take do this that. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, like, how do I no sound like that will come out of my studio? Like, yeah. You know, um, and, and I was really right. kind of shy to say, uh, because, uh, you know, I know you're not supposed to mic a piano this way, but I literally went the, the piano sounds that are on this album. And I don't know if I'm going to like go to, you know, sound engineer jail for saying this, but <laughs> um, I recorded most of the piano sounds with a single room mic, like all of the piano that's on there. I have I have a perfectly good uh, Nord keyboard that I could have recorded direct into this and had some super clean uh, you know, Steinway grand piano tone. Um, but I wanted my acoustic piano sound. That's cause cool. it's like, cause it's like an extent, it's like an appendage, you know, it's like an, an extra, uh, limb. And it just felt like I didn't, I didn't want it to be any other way. So That's I just awesome. plunk, plunked down my one good microphone in the room and <laughs> recorded, recorded my acoustic piano. That's um, really cool. I mean, that's kind of just, making it happen fancy. i, I, I wanted fancy. i wanted to ask you how much like have you mm. like how much have you been into recording yourself kind of before the pandemic how much did you like have to learn about to be able to do this i feel like over the past several years i've learned enough about recording at home to be kind of um dangerous <laughs> where i think sometimes i think things sound good then i'll listen back oh what mm, no <laughs> so i know a smattering but i'm by no means an expert and i'm super happy to pass things off to other people who you know uh can i can get it so far and then I know it needs 
you know, but I, but I have learned a lot about uh, tracking things and, and mixing things just in trial and error. And um, I feel lucky that I have time. That's one thing that I have had um, time to learn how to do things and uh, a lack, maybe a lack of money to pay people for other things, but the time on my hands to learn how to do them. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've learned a lot about it. I'm not an expert. And for the purposes of this project, I feel really good about, you know, what I was trying to create and the way that I created it. You know, would I, would I offer my services to somebody else as a sound engineer? Uh, probably not. <laughs> but uh, I, I have um, tools at my disposal at home that fit what I, what I need to do. And I've done a lot of, uh, you know, tracking and recording things with the wheelwrights. We've done a lot of stuff here um, in in this space. And so, I mean, I think along with songwriting, uh, learning to do some recording has been part of that process and being able to share stuff with other people. I do some rec remote recording stuff, like where I'll send tracks to other people, but they eventually do other things with them. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that's really cool. I wanted to talk about some of the songs more uh, specifically. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I might I unfortunately don't have the title yeah. down to all of them, but that's uh, okay. Um, so the first song is mm -hmm. uh, one line that repeats is "Is this the house where you want mm -hmm. to live?" Uh, uh, yeah, and the song's called "American Dream." Okay, great. Yeah. And you know something that made me think of is like, you know, while <laughs> while we're all kind of hunkered down in our mm -hmm. homes, mm -hmm. it really makes you look around and think about you know, not only the the house itself but the people you're with mm -hmm. um the life that you've been leading i think uh -huh. a lot of people have been um you know really reconsidering a lot of things uh mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and For you know sure. a couple of the guys in in my band you know hence the mm -hmm. the rock band kind of coming uh -huh. out of that a couple uh -huh. of the guys decided that they wanted to move on from it and do other uh -huh. things and i yeah. i respect that a lot but i yeah. think the pandemic really um in some ways helped them mm -hmm. have this moment of clarity yep. uh is that kind of, is that like what you're referring to or like, am, am uh, I it is, you know, I feel like that's, that's one of the songs of all the songs on this album. Um, I had the most of that song written. It was like on the, on the, you know, uh, homeless song pile. That's mm. where that song was. And, um, I, I, I felt like there was something there that resonated with the other songs in, in this group. And, I heard a quote uh, by John Lewis, um, the uh, who recently passed away, the uh, senator uh, John Lewis, who um, he was. It was when he was giving a speech, um, the Edmund Pettus Bridge on the anniversary of the protest in which he was like severely beaten, and you know, um, he, he said, "We all live in the same house, the American house." The world house. Now, I really wanted to sample that and put that in this album, but I couldn't figure out how to clear that copyright. So I'll just tell you guys about that quote. And you can imagine it uh, mixed in there. But that quote helped me understand what I had been writing about for that song. Wow. So yeah, it's a question of like, is like you could take it in a smaller sense me in my house in my life in the group of people that are around me is this how i want to live is this where i want to live but also it's really speaking to our larger culture as americans like you know is here's our this is what we've got is this how is this where we want to live is this how we want to do this yeah um, that's interesting and this is when we can change you know and we have to remember that we're in it together you know? Definitely. So that um, helped me to know what that song was about and finish writing that song. You know, yeah. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. Thank you for. Uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a very different perspective than the mm -hmm. one that I, I I kind of thought up on my own. But well, it's um, kind of it's, both. You know, it's it's it works on the the small and the grand. Yeah. Because I think all of us have to we ask ourselves that question because we're not, you know, we're not just, you know, you live the life that you live every day right but you also have your perspective on where you fit into the grander the grander scheme absolutely in the big, in the big picture so i think this song can go it can look can help you you know looks at both of those absolutely existing yeah absolutely and you know another song i wanted to ask you about is mm -hmm. uh I, I believe it's called watch and pray 
Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, you know, a line in there is, is it enough to watch and pray? And it seems like, um, you know, from my perspective, it seems like you're talking about kind of uh, bad things happening in the news and stuff and just wondering if you're doing enough. And, and the thing that I like about it um, a lot is I think with a song like this, it would be uh, it would be not that hard to for it to feel like preachy, you know, like that mm-hmm. kind of message. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think you do a great job of like making it more of like a self-evaluation feeling. And I think yeah. that makes me feel like, OK, I can think about it about myself too mm-hmm. in that way yeah. as opposed to like you saying like hey you're you're hey, not doing you, enough yeah, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> i you know i and i appreciate that you that you took that from that song because it feels a little scary to write songs about big things that no one wants to talk about so yeah. i wrote this song um uh like less than a week after George Floyd was murdered. Mm. And during that time period, I really, I felt like that I had a lot of self-examination to do. I thought, I felt like, I thought I was, you know, one, one thought I was, I don't know, open-minded enough, uh, liberal enough. I don't know if I like that's even the right term. Um, and I realized I was like, man, I got some work to do mm-hmm. on myself. So that song was really me um, asking myself those questions. Wow. Yeah, know? that's, that's powerful. And, it, and it's, it's scary to, to be, I mean, like, it's scary to be honest in, in songwriting, but that's what we got to do. And that's what we have to do to move forward as you know, a country as people, as humans, we have to be honest. um, Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And, and, and do something, whether it is that Mm -hmm. self-evaluate, I mean, that self-evaluation is really important in asking those Mm -hmm. questions and, uh, you know, just, just doing something as opposed to, you know, just hoping it gets better. Right. And, and the first step in, in that, that's why the chorus is like, is it enough to watch and pray? Because I'm basically saying, that that's what I've been doing, you know, that's what um, a lot of us have been doing. It, but, you know, it, even when I'm asking the question, is it enough? Like, I already know the answer to that. And and it's not enough, you know, right. or do do I do I even have the right to watch what's going on? Like, mm. you know, that that song was a really I, I almost didn't want to share it with with people uh, right after I wrote it. But I sent it to my uh, friend, Daniel David, who's a great guitar player and he plays guitar with me because um, I just wanted someone else to hear it. And it, it's one of those songs that felt really difficult to write, but but also came out in one piece, you know, and felt one of those like this feels right kind of moments. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's got to be it's got to be difficult to write about something that important and something that big, you know. But, but yeah, but here's the thing: it's easy for me to write about it because I don't have to live a lot of those true. things. That's true. That's a good so point. That's that's my privilege where I get to be in a safe place and write a song about it versus worrying about myself or my kids or my spouse going out in the world and you know being murdered. So, you know. The, le- the least I can do is write a song about it. And honestly, myself and a lot of other people can do a lot more. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I, yeah. I so appreciate you, you singing about that and, and yeah. getting that message out there. Um, and really uh, this whole project cocoon is uh, everyone that's listening needs to go, you know, stop what you're doing. Uh, hopefully you've already hit pause somewhere in this and gone to listen to at least some of it, yes, <laughs> but you know, so. So, so you know what we're so. talking about, but no. if not, please go listen to it after, no. after you're done listening to this episode, it's a, uh, it's a great project and, and, you know, watch it, take the time to just yeah. kind of take the time for so, yourself and listen, yeah. listen to Anna Larson and watch <laughs> the video. It's really great. Um, I think share I think it with a friend. Def- yeah. Share it definitely mm-hmm. share it um mm-hmm. and then eventually yeah maybe go catch a live stream i when yeah. when do you live stream do you have like a regular schedule for that 
Well, I've I've been live streaming um, every Thursday at seven thirty. I've been doing that every week for uh, well since the album was released at the end of January, and I am gonna hit pause on the Thursday night for a little bit and sort of reassess what the best night is for for most people who are wanting to tune in. But I will be doing um, some sort of live stream probably every other week. Um, and I am live streaming on YouTube. So cool. it's um, if people want to be able to catch me live streaming or be able to watch Cocoon in its entirety, or even if they just want to watch one of the single videos from it, they'll uh, look up Anna Larson Music on YouTube. They can subscribe to the channel. And that's a really great way to see all the um, all the videos and whatever else I decide to do in the next couple <laughs> months. Yeah. Yeah. And, and don't, don't forget to hit that subscribe button too, yeah. because that, that just helps so much, uh, mm -hmm. get that, get everything out there more and stuff mm -hmm. that more subscribers, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. artists have. So, but, but so that's where I'm that. keeping all of, all of this video, um, all the, all the videos that I'm making, um, are going to be up on, on YouTube. Um, I'm having a little copyright issue with Facebook. They seem to think that I should not post my own videos with my own music. They keep uh, slapping them with copyrights and muting them. And I've had my live streams muted and things like that. So we're just moving on. We're just moving I've, on. We're, we're going to be on YouTube. I've had my struggles with that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I've migrated, yeah. I've migrated to YouTube so everybody can find me there. It's pretty easy. Yeah, just very look, just cool. look for just look for the if you find the channel with the uh, redheaded person on it, you'll know that it's me. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, I I want to I want to thank you so much for your time today. This was oh, a yeah. lot of fun, really insightful, um, really a great way to to get to know you a little better. Yeah, too. man. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for for having me on, and uh, I'm always happy to chat with other folks that are making music and doing things, and you know. Uh, trying to help spread the word about the the there's so much great creative work that is happening all around us and yep. uh, we're all on our tiny screens a whole whole lot so it would be great if when we're on those screens we could be partaking in the beautiful things that are being made instead of um you know fighting with each other cat, well, cat yeah. videos are okay too cat <laughs> yeah. videos and videos uh <laughs> into those yeah um definitely uh yeah i think that's kind of one of the one of the big points of this show is really you know and this was something i thought about when i started mm -hmm. it was just man like there's so much and and as should be you know everyone's really stressed out and and bummed about the way the world is and things like that and you know what and I, I definitely understand that and I feel those things too. But, you know, one mm -hmm. thing I never wanted to get lost is like that idea that people are still out there creating beautiful yes, things and right. that we need to talk about it. We need to like mm -hmm. shine a light on it. We need yeah. to like make sure that that stuff doesn't get forgotten because it's still happening and there is beauty. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think we should, we should kind of try to get that out there. So yeah. thank you so much for doing what you yeah. do and for continuing yeah. to do that. I mean, yes. this, this project is awesome. So, um, <laughs> Thank maybe you. We'll, maybe we'll do a song swap one day. That'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I will. I will do that. I, I like because, you know, I like to talk. I like to tell stories. And so song swaps are good to do <laughs> that. Too. Good. And music. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Yeah. Well, have a great day. Thank you so All much. Right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Greetings from Wherever podcast. To support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Brian Wolf Music. Or just like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you. And we'll see you next time.